The Fantastic Four are coming. Marvel has oh. finally spilled the beans on the cast, the release date. They've even given us a couple of hints as far as when the movie might take place, which is something that has been a big topic since the movie was first announced many moons ago. Um, many, many moons ago. <laughs> many, many, many moons ago. A whole bed ago. Bed. Bet like a like a bet. Oh a oh, bet. oh oh. <laughs> we'll get to a we'll get to the bet. We will get to the bet. Kale's here. What's up, hot dogs? We got Tyler. What's up, hot dogs? Fuck, that's not my line. Got the wrong line. Go ahead, say it. Get that get that Beetlejuice in there. Uh, uh, what's up, hot dogs? What's up, hot dogs? What's up, hot dogs? Not you. No. And I'm Sean. No Marco today, but you're here. So thank you. Thank you, dear listener, for joining us. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to dive into all the MCU news. Fantastic Four, Deadpool 3, Deadpool and Wolverine. It's got a title now. Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, X-Men 97. There is so much to get into. So let's not even waste any time. Fantastic Four. Wednesday, Valentine's Day. Marvel put out a... An image, a promotional image that features the Fantastic Four, of course. It also features, uh, what's the robot, Herbie? Herbie. Hell yeah, yeah Herbie. Got, got yeah. some Herbie in there, too. Um, and it reveals the cast. You can tell who the cast is from the image, but it also, you know, Marvel officially put out who's going to be in it. Um, so Pedro Pascal, who, of course... You know, everybody's been talking about the idea that he would play Reed Richards. We talked about it a long time ago, it feels like. Um, Mandalorian, The Last of Us, he's Reed. Vanessa Kirby of Mission Impossible and Napoleon fame. She's uh, She'll be playing Sue Storm. Uh, Eben Moss Bacharach from The Bear is playing The Thing. You mean okay. from Girls? That too, that too. <laughs> I went with the more recent hit, but okay, fair enough. Um, and Joseph Quinn of Stranger Things fame is playing Human Torch. So I don't know who any of these people are. Really? You know who Pedro Pascal is? I mean, not enough to be happy about him being read. <laughs> you watched Game of Thrones, right? Okay. He was All right. good on Game of Thrones. He that was. might be my favorite role that he's had. Impactful for the amount of screen time he had. Yeah, he was cool. Narcos? No. Wow. This kid looked like a fucking narcos guy. I mean, <laughs> you never know. You never know. I figured it was like you Texas that, adjacent. You know. Get that first part, narc. Hold on a second. Um. Did he show up in an, a random episode of Cheers or Frasier at any point? Because that's sort of my touchstone at the moment. <laughs> Not quite. He did show up in Buffy. So that's right. He yeah. was on Buffy. And yo, that's so crazy. He was on Buffy. He was a, it was a bullshit part, but he was there. Yeah, he was the bit part. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the announcement. We'll talk about the casting in just a moment. The movie is releasing on July 25th, 2025. What was that? It's a, bless you, Sean. You don't normally uh, cough on microphone like that. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh so it switched it switched release dates. It switched release dates with Thunderbolts, which had this slot, but will now release on May 2nd. Thunderbolts 2025. <clears throat> oh, Sean, do you have a cold? Yeah, it just came up on me. It's crazy. Um, look, this movie has been through the ringer with release dates, okay? The original release date, which in my mind is not even the real original release date, but the officially announced original date was November 8th, 2024. That still hasn't come. It could still happen. It could still happen. The movie could get pushed, pushed up. It, it, it this happened. year, it, it happened for Thunderbolts. It would take. I, I. It's pretty unlikely. I think it would take quite a bit of heavy lifting. Especially since, like, I don't think they're done casting this movie. <laughs> oh, they're not. They haven't shot. They haven't shot anything yet. They don't shoot till <laughs> August. August to no. I think. I think they can pull it off. I have faith. Dude, in Kevin Feige, we trust. What the fuck? Well, in the way they, you know torture their VFX artists like yeah that could absolutely that's absolutely enough time for Disney <laughs> um yeah so it went it went from November 4th or I'm sorry November 8th to February 14th 2025 which you know was the other day so um or I'm sorry that was not the other day that's in yeah, a year from it. now. Hold on a second. I'm so mixed up. I'm desperate for this movie to release this year, but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> um and then to May 2nd and then now July 25th. So, it's been on a journey. I think this will probably be the day it actually comes out on though. Was the bet that the Marvel Studios Fantastic 4 movie would come out by the end of 2024 or was the bet that a Fantastic 4 movie will come out by 2024? It was that this specific movie will Damn, drop. I was going to say we have a year to make a fan film, but. <laughs> Dude, I'm down. It's I'm for down. a bit. I'm down for a bit. You know that. I'm down. I'll play Reed. Uh, you play. Who do you want to be? Uh, Sue. Okay. I was going to say Marco as Sue. I was going to say you could be yeah, the thing. Marco's way hotter. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And I Kale can my... play Human Torch. I just, I I just want to be invisible. There, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you can't make you can't you can't make invisible woman invisible for too long. I mean, I, I think we all know the role I'm yeah. destined for, and that's Mole Man. Maybe, well, you could um, Eddie Murphy it, and you could you know. Oh, the clumps. You, yeah, you could yeah. you could play uh, the Mole Man as well. Yeah, I'll play all the Moloids, <laughs> Dragon the Man. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, yeah. So on the on the subject of the cast. I am on record as saying that Pedro Pascal is, you know, Hollywood's daddy right now. And I was hoping for somebody that would be a little bit younger and somebody who just, and, and only for the sake of the fact that I want this character to be around for a long time. And I believe Pedro will be 50 when the movie releases. So, you know, how long will he play Reed? Don't necessarily know. But that's the case with that. I have faith as far as an actor that he will bring every bit of rightness to the role. I think Pedro's awesome, and I'm sure he'll do a great job. 
You think they looked at this cast and be like, they were like, man, it's kind of white. <laughs> who, That's who, what I read. Yeah, who can we make not white? Well, the brother and sister is tricky. And the thing is in costume the entire time. That only left Reed. So. And Ben is Jewish. So if you go, True, yeah. if you don't want to, you know, you don't want to erase that. And we saw what happened when they tried to they tried to add diversity with the brother sister deal, and they went with Michael B. Jordan for Human Torch, and I hated that. So hmm. we don't have any uh, actors that are black Israelites. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Hmm. Okay. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody big. Yeah. Get Kendrick Lamar. I think he's a black Israelite. Is he really interesting? He said it. He said, I'm an Israelite. I ain't black no more. That's literally a lyric from one of his songs. So who knows? Um, Vanessa Kirby. I don't have any familiarity with her. I've never seen uh, The Crown or anything that she's done. Uh, but hey, her last name's Kirby. That's pretty cool. Jack Kirby, Vanessa Kirby. Um, so last Kirby. year, I went on a binge and watched every Mission Impossible movie. Mm. Um, and I got more acquainted with her there. I did. I, I sort of watched The Crown a bit, kind of on the side, and I wasn't watching it, but I was watching someone watch it. And I watched Napoleon last year, which is a wild movie. Um, I think she's great. I think she'll she'll do well in this role. Uh, Sean, awesome. I, I recommend the Mission Impossible movies to you, though. I think that I think you would like those. It's tough because I don't actually like movies that are just action movies with no point. There's point to this. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, Tom Cruise. Um, by the way, hello, chat. If we haven't said it already, I see uh, I see Amin Perez there with the green name. Thank you so much. Channel members, what's up? Uh, C.W. Gordon, what's up? Gavin, what's up? Thank you guys for joining us. Lurkers, what is up? You don't have to say anything. I'm a pure lurker, so don't worry about it. But I see you. I see you. Thank you for being here. Admitting that on camera. Um, what happened? Ooh, Catherine just showed Admitting up. that you're a lurker on camera. That's a very anti-lurker thing to do. Well, I mean, shit, I'm on camera. It's all it's 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 anti-lurker to even be on camera, but here <laughs> we are. Uh I, I'm a lurker amongst friends. Um Evan Moss Bacharach as the thing. I haven't seen the bear, so I don't know, but I know it's a popular show, so I'm sure he's good on it. Hmm. Um he was also really good in Andor as well. Um and what did he play on there? He was the guy that kind of turns on Andor. Mm, okay, um, okay. And I, I love him in Girls. He plays a total weirdo, not a scumbag, but he plays Desi on Girls, and I think that's that's great. He he was there in the first season of Girls. Yeah. Um, he didn't get there till I want to say season two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, it was Adam Driver was the was the fucking yeah the guy. other guy that people want in in Marvel movies. <laughs> right, right, right. Do he's gonna be Doctor Doom. Um, and then Joseph Quinn, I mean, to me, and I don't know, I haven't really looked at the reactions online, but to me, this was the casting that I actually was excited by. The reason is because, and, and actually Vanessa Kirby too, but I know Joseph Quinn, like I've seen stranger things. <clears throat> this dude was the most popular person out of that thing, right? Like, he blew up big. Eddie Munson, he blew up huge. So they got a guy who still hasn't made his mark in Hollywood. He's still not He's not pressed onto a character yet. He's not an A-list actor. But there's buzz. So all the people that loved him on Stranger Things, they see him in a Marvel movie, 
I think that's good. I think I think that that's the exact type of thing they should be looking for with these movies. He's real, he's like around Tom Holland's age. I think he's like thirty. Uh, Stranger Things, I think, was his first like role <laughs> in Perfect. something outside of like theater. Um, I think the online discourse I've seen was not that great for him. Um, at least what was going on my feed. Um, people were like, "Oh, he's too old. How is he going to be friends with Peter?" Even though like him and Tom Holland are only like two years apart. Oh, oh, he's the, too old. You too mean old like to be actor. friends with a Peter Parker in this universe? Um, which I disagree with. We're going to talk about online discourses throughout this episode. When we get to X-Men 90s, I mean, listen, these people are insane. These people are insane. Tom Holland is, is, is been out of, he's been out of high school for almost 20 fucking years. Okay. You believe, you believe that, but you don't believe Joseph Quinn as a human torch. Uh, Was, uh, is Joseph Quinn the, I haven't seen the later, Stranger Things, so forgive me. Is he the long-haired rocker guy? Yeah. Okay, okay. I have no opinion about that. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's one of those things where it's like, uh, like uh, this is probably not a good comparison. It's not a good comparison. But, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, you knew who they were to some degree, okay. but, like, you weren't overly familiar with them. So when they come on to play these roles, yeah. they can just slip into them. And maybe you like Chris Evans from another thing you saw. So you come to see him as Cap. That's mm-hmm. the idea here. And I love it. Pedro um, Pascal. I think yeah, the, the one that bugs me the most is probably Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like, to me, it feels like Disney picked a conversation piece. You know, and it could be just the unfortunate timing of the movie, unfortunate being that it's not 2024 and also that it's happening in the present and here and now and Pedro Pascal is suddenly blown up. But it feels to me like, you know, they picked him because it, because he's popular. I think he's safe. Yeah, yeah, safe. Yeah. People like the idea. I mean, look, he, the Mandalorian his character in The Last of Us, Joel, this character he plays in some random movie that I saw a trailer for, they're all the same. Mm. So this feels like an extension of that. He's a dad. Mm-hmm. And I think I think what I want is just a little more, just a little more unlikability. You know, a little, a little more um uh removed personality. And that's certainly not to say that Pedro can't do that, but I don't look at him and go, ooh, this guy's a genius. I bet he's not fun to talk to. I think there's a little bit of that in Joel, what he does in The Last of Us. Um, I, think, also, yeah. I think the, 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 the reason um, they would have cast someone like Pedro is that, A, he's, he's kind of a company dude. Like, think about Mandalorian. He pretty much has that on his back for Disney. Their most popular current Star Wars franchise he is the star of and he's he's done press for them plenty of times he's worked on them in the theme parks and stuff like he's a company dude at that point so if you're going to have your new preeminent team for the MCU you give that to a good hand and I think Pedro is that um and he can act his ass off too so I think there's there's multiple benefits to it 
Yeah, I I have a feeling, especially based on the look of this uh, poster. I mean, so it's it's got the family, you know, sitting down in their living room. Pedro is is you know kind of flirting and you know sort of dancing with Sue while she's sitting down. Ben and and Johnny are looking at each other. Ben's reading a magazine that signifies that this takes place in the '60s. He's reading a magazine from the '60s. Uh, it's got an old school vibe to it, absolutely. Um, and this is something that. This is something that uh, I and many others predicted that this movie would not take place in the modern time. Um, I'm happy that they went down that road. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. The 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 Reed Richards in this picture right here is to me, and obviously I hope Marvel surprises me, is not that's not a quality that I associate with Reed from the comics. Like this sort of very loving, you know, sensual, almost fun kind of guy. Like, I think Reed can be fun, but he's kind of not suave. He's not that cool. Um, so we'll see how they go. But I don't know if the the detachedness that is, to me, essential to Reed's character is going to be present. But I hope they find a lane for that, too. Yeah. I think post-Hickman, Fantastic Four really leaned into that part of Reed more than most. Um, I do think there is precedent for like just the loving husband read. Um, and because, you know, uh, uh, he's, uh, Pedro Pascal is Latino. He's got to have a little bit of that to him. You know, he's not going to be like, uh, Oh, who's the guy whose name you can't pronounce that was uh read in the original movies. Oh, you and Griffin. Sure. Yeah. That doesn't read that way. Um, but like, there's like a whole bit that like he can't dance. He's like extra white in it. So they lean into that. So I don't know. Um, I, I like the idea of a read that we see get detached. You know, maybe starts off this way. But, you know, when things like Galactus or <laughs> world universe ending threats happen, he gets consumed with work. And I like that we might be able to see that kind of progression. Well, the other so the other thing. To that is, if you look in this image, you know, this is them fully formed, right? Like, mm. Reed is not young. This is not college-age characters. These are, you know, adults well into their lives. And this is the 60s. So these characters, presumably, if they're if, if we're saying they're all within the realm of 30 mid 30s to late 40s mid 40s these are people that were born you know in the 30s or earlier and that is going to be it's going to be very very interesting how they handle that fact because they've they're all adults their personalities are formed um they're going to have to they're clearly clearly going to go from this to a mission in space that sucks them out of time and eventually pluck points them right into modern Marvel. That's how they're going to handle this. I, I think that they need to learn the lesson that they, after doing the first Captain Marvel movie, um, where Captain Marvel was so was set in the nineties. It was a, a, a Marvel universe that we didn't know about before. Um, but it did not play with that setting at all. Like, the most it played with was that Captain Marvel got to wear Nine Inch Nail shirts, and they got to change the soundtrack a bit. It didn't really feel like we were there. 
Um, I think this movie needs to lean into that setting, at least for whatever time we are in that time. Um, I think Matt Shackman uh, did some fun stuff with uh, with uh, WandaVision, kind of setting it in this this out of time setting that I that I think he's equipped for here. Um, and I'm excited for like a like a '60s era Marvel thing. I think that's something weird, and I think it's something I would actually enjoy watching. Well, and I think I think it being set in the '60s is a little bit easier of a period piece than the '90s, you know, because things sure, were yeah. so different. We're not far enough I, removed from the '90s to really know what that nostalgia looks like. Yeah, I don't know. I think that. If it takes place in the 60s for if it's set there for a large majority of the time that the of the runtime, um, I I struggle with that. I do because you know they've they've done this a lot where movies are just set in the past, and I feel like that's always a little bit of an issue. Um, it was a major, major problem for Wonder Woman. Um, I don't think it served Captain Marvel. Not that it was hampered by that fact, but I don't think it served it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. But I don't think you get Max Shankman to do this if you're going to have them in the 60s for 10 minutes and then throw them into space. Um, there's also no reason to do Galactus if Earth is not at, is not at risk. So it has to take place. Like They have to be Earth-bound if they're going to fight him which is the big rumor that Galactus is the villain. Still, With, still uh, Harvey, Javier, Javier Bardem, I think. Javier Bardem. Rumored, right? that's, yeah. that's a rumor that is recirculating now um, because we talked about that a long time ago. Um, it uh, It's coming out of, it's coming from Jeff Schneider, who is a, a scooper. Like he's always on it. And he says that Javier Bardem is who they want. They initially wanted Antonio Banderas actually. To play Galactus, but uh, they're locked too in much, on ho- too, much too much flavor. Much. I agree. I agree. Do you think uh, Galactus will say, Yeah, too much flavor for Marvel? I would love an Antonio Banderas Galactus, I think that would work. Ooh, chef's kiss. Marvel wouldn't do that. That's too sexy of a Galactus, I think. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, apparently, though, scheduling is the only thing that's keeping them from being able to have him locked in and then he just, he just needs three three days in the funny pajamas and he'll be fine just just give him the, the little mermaid schedule like that dude was probably on barely on set for that movie <laughs> and then silver surfer they don't know what they're looking for so but they're casting now they're they're seeing actors now i saw a fan cast for lakeith stanfield as a uh, silver surfer and i was like you know what i don't dislike that it's a dude. It's a it's a dude, and he's a white dude, a silver bodied dude. You know, like I really just we need a good voice. That's that's all we need. Like um, Lawrence Fishburne, right? Played played Silver Surfer in Rise of the Silver Surfer. That was the best part. I think oh. I thought he did. I don't even remember the Silver Surfer uh, talking in that movie. I know he talks, but I don't remember it being anyone I recognize as a voice. I want to say it was it was Lawrence Lawrence I'll, I'll Fishburne. Do, I'll do a fact check. Yeah, um, he was great though. He was, you know, and like it needs to be a good voice. It's got to be somebody with a strong voice. 
I don't care who else. I don't care who it is. I think um, uh, the other big rumor for the Silver Surfer is that it, they're looking for uh, a woman, which I think yeah. is interesting. Because um, then you could have that sort of ethereal, sort of um, Galadriel type voice. So, Sean, you're right. Doug Jones did the actual body part of it, but it was Lawrence Fishburne oh, as the voice. Of course he yeah. did. Of course he did. I just watched The Shape of Water. Doug Jones is out of this world. Um, let's see. Uh, you guys think we will already see the kids? That's Aaron Ruiz. Um, so based on this, based on the fact that they are already fully grown adults and everything else, it would be sort of weird to me if they don't if they don't have the kids. Mm. Um, because if they don't, right? If they do not have have kids, then that means that Marvel's gonna have to do a time jump at some point. Because otherwise, how do you, you they're gonna be babies, they're gonna be little kids, they're gonna like to make them characters that you can play with and utilize, they either have to be alive already or Marvel will have to skip. And I don't think that a time skip is gonna work for these characters if like if they're gonna if they're gonna have to get them to twenty twenty five or whatever the fuck from the sixties, that's that's involving like multiversal shit. But a time jump on top of that to take Sue from pregnant to having children that can be a part of this, that's too much time. They have mm. to be alive already. Can't do a double time skip. Exactly. Yeah. Um, by the age, though, and the way Marvel's really leaned into them as parents, I think that they probably will have kids. Hold on, we gotta, I got to fight and fix these cats behind me. They're going to town on each other, man. <laughs> see that? The little one had biting the other one's neck. Unbelievable. And it's like they do it where the where the camera is. Oh, um, there's room for uh, Gavin says there's room for his to be really good about where his focus is. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Um. Oh, read. He says later. Uh, so he's good when she's the focus, meaning Sue, oh. and he's detached when anything else is going on. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that jives with Reed. Tyler said that they leaned more into the detached read stuff after Hickman, but I started reading comics around civil war and a big part of that storyline was Reed's detachment. Well, um, and I, I think, I think, I think that's the thing you have to juggle. And I think only certain people really get that. But that's why Sue has a relationship with Namor is exactly because of Reed's detachment. I think right. that's a quintessential part of him. Absolutely. But I think, I think a successful part and the conflict of Reed is knowing when to attach to Sue. He's not always detached. Right. Correct. But he struggles to attach even to Sue. Like he knows he needs to, but he sometimes he just can't get there. Which is why Franklin and Valeria make sense because they help ground him as well. And yeah. Amin says, what if they go for this cast for the one movie only? And the actual MCU Fantastic Four is Valeria, Franklin, and two more characters. I'm sorry, but I, I, I no, no way. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna lose your Fantastic Four base already? Yeah. Also, just I'm sure, like a sheer branding standpoint, you don't introduce four characters and then just ditch them. You know, not these four. Yeah, not the Fantastic Four. You know, especially when we need them like <laughs> desperately. My God, we need them. 
desperately need them. Um, Galactus feels like a lot for the first movie, huh? I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think Galactus is almost too much for film in a way. Um, I think he works in comics perfectly, but I think in film it's such a weird character without the history involved of of like um, establishing who the Fantastic Four are. Like, I think he needs to be an end, end boss, not mm. an intro boss. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know because I, I think the I think the struggle here is really what what this movie's gonna be. You know, is it gonna be a full on intro to the Fantastic Four? Because it's not we have origin. Okay. Then I think Galactus makes sense. Cause so right, by the by the image, we know for a fact that Ben Grimm is the thing yeah. already. And we know it's not an origin story. Kevin Feige said that. So they already have their powers. The mission that gave them their powers already happened. Mm-hmm. And the question then becomes, have they already been doing the hero thing? Because if they have, then it's not too early for Galactus. When I said that, I'm thinking, like, it's too early for these characters to face that character, right? Because of how dangerous he is. But if they've already been doing this, then, okay, I guess, sure. And I think, like, you know, um, it's the 60s, so the idea of Galactus as this insane, we've never seen anything like this before type yeah. of threat. You know, it, it is pre-Cold War, but there are concerns about war, about the end of the world post-World War II and the devastation. So the idea of something that could end the world makes sense for a threat at that time. I like that. Um, and as far as Galactus on screen, they will kill themselves if they go with anything other than what Galactus is. Mm. It's dead in the water if it's anything other than actual Galactus. Why? Because fans of comic book movies, all fans of comic book movies, are sick to death of the, let's give you what you want, but not the way you want it. That that won't work. It it has to be Galactus. It's goofy, big head, purple dude. It has to be that. Mm. I, I always thought Annihilus would be a better character. Um, because there's less setup you need to do for Annihilus. Oh, see, I disagree. Um, I think, I think less the exact opposite. Yeah, less. Yeah, all you have to do is set up the negative zone. I think, and, and the and the the rod. Oh, that's all. The domination and the rod, rod and <laughs> and the wave and the, the wave you could the, set up easily. They're bugs. And the, the f- um, I just think like because you have to set up Silver Surfer for Galactus if you're doing yeah. Silver Surfer. No, which you don't. I think you do Surf, the, the because they care comes about. First. It. They care about the surfer as a character as well, and I think they're going to want to build up that character too. Um, you have to set up someone when you have a movie. That's not – I mean, you have to set things sure. up. But the Fantastic Four not having an origin story allows space for whatever the villain group is to have an origin story. So it doesn't what, even matter what you go with. Well, also, I think the negative – introducing the negative zone is you're out to the future as well. Or they could have another out to the future, right? Like – it could just be space travel. It could be that interstellar, you know, garbage. Oh, I hate that movie. Well, oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Could be, um, could be there out. Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest need to be Avengers movies. That would be nice. I think they need to be Guardians movies. That would be Who? really fucking nice. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Marowak says uh, they've already introduced Celestials. Why would you want to introduce Galactus this early? Well, because they're not doing anything with the Celestials. <laughs> hey, this explains why no one is, is confused or concerned about the fact that there's a massive Celestial sticking out of the Indian Ocean. They're used to big-ass dudes hanging around Earth. Yeah, we saw it in the 60s. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I do think they're going to have to do some work to sort of explain why you know the the thanos business was a big deal um when we've seen galactus in the 60s uh probably because he erased half of of yeah yeah <laughs> that was quick big. yep um so there are actually some fun cameos that can come out of this though right if it's set in the 60s there are some characters that are on the board that normally wouldn't be oh like yeah howard stark John Slattery, right? One. Which one? Which one would you do? Would you do John Slattery, or would you do the guy from the Warcraft movie and, and Mamma Mia? Dude, whoa! You're throwing mad shit. I don't even know. I don't know John Slattery. I don't know Mamma Mia. There's, I didn't know. There's two actors who have played Howard Stark in the MCU, right. and they've jumped between both of them. There's the young one that was in Agent Carter and Captain America. Oh yeah. And then there's the one from the uh, the guy who was in Mad Men, who was in Iron Man. Oh, the white haired guy. Yeah. yeah. Whichever one makes sense for the '60s, I don't. I have no idea. The '60s, it would have to be the the younger one. Uh, I guess because that's where that's where Agent Carter is set. True, and they've used well, they've used John Slattery in What If this last season. I forget when that was set. Yeah. Uh, Amin says, "I think if Sean made a bet, Eternals Two doesn't come out this decade, he would win." I don't think there's going to be an Eternals Two. I know they've talked about it, but given the reaction, I'd be really surprised if that happened. You think we see um, Peggy at some point? Peggy's another one. Uh, yeah, that's I, I, I got to figure they'll do at least one of them because you could yeah. also do the Pims. Yeah. Um, the so Pims make more sense to me. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, CU50 says my theory is that the U.S. created Fantastic Four and the Soviets created Galactus. I love that. I absolutely is that Alex that. Jones's account? <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, uh, Galactus got a cup from somewhere else, you know. I yeah, you're right, but I love the idea that the Russians created him. <laughs> well, is there a rules. character the Russians could have created that's a like a Fantastic Four villain? If you want to lean into the Cold War era, Mole space Man. race, Mole just Man. off the top of my head. He just digs through the earth, like going to China. Wow. Oh, man. I used to think that was an actual um, thing you could do. I watched a documentary once about, um, like, forgotten cities in Russia. They literally, like, have entire cities that weren't on any map anywhere ever. So there are entire cities of people that just don't exist. And, like, they're literally having trouble getting integrated into society oh that's so cool you got to send me that man that's where oh, they need to, to lean into it. lean into dracula for blade that'd be cool um so the doctor doom of it all is the last bit of this now nothing that we've heard announces doom they didn't tease doom in any way but it appears that is because they do not plan on casting Doctor Doom yet. 
Not that he won't be in the movie. Jeff Schneider reports that Dr. Doom will be in the movie, but that he will be either a late stage character to make an appearance, not be a part of the story, or a you know an end game end credit stinger or something of that nature. And they're gonna take their time to cast this role. I think that is the right choice. I think Dr. Doom's casting is the most important casting because that is the character that people care about the most coming out of the Fantastic Four and who could have the most impact on the future of the MCU as a whole. And I think especially if you're not going to do Doom in the first film, I think Galactus is the way to go. I wish the Fantastic Four had more well-known rogues too. <laughs> like I like Dragon Man, but like everyone just thinks Doom and Galactus most of the time. Isn't Dragon Man, isn't he like He's good now, side? yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I was hoping for Mole Man. I know that's very low scale, but mm-hmm. I was hoping for Mole Man. Um, go ahead. I think we still get Mole Man. I think that's the intro, yeah, kind of do too. intro yeah. character. I think it's very Incredibles. You know, that do, do that. If they do that. If they do that, that is it's, this is this will be it. It's the perfect I, way of doing it. It shows yeah. that they're already established. It is an homage to Fantastic Four number one. I bet you they could even just do that cover as like a, a frame of it. Um, yeah, it would make it would be dumb not to. And you could do someone fun as like let's do Danny DeVito as Mole Man. Just a fun little thing there, dude. We could have got that's hilarious. We could have gotten um, we could have gotten um, uh, Higanto. We could have gotten Higanto and Mole Man. That would have been fun. <laughs> Why am I thinking like Higanto is like a, a lucha libre wrestler? <laughs> because he is. No, I don't know what that is. The giant green lizard monster. I thought it was From, Giganto, but I like Giganto better. Um, I like Giganto yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, Reed's, Reed's Latino in this. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Spice Dude, it that, up. Yeah. So is Galactus. Honestly, out of any comic book characters, I think Fantastic Four need a little spice. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I, did. I didn't know that thing's name was Gigan- Giganto. Giganto. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it says, let's just not use Dr. Doom when we clearly need a main villain for Secret Wars. That is a good point. Uh, I am very much not on the Doctor Doom for Secret Wars train. I think this is going to be one of those situations where it's a missed opportunity. And I think it has to be a missed opportunity. Why? Because it's too late in the game to establish Doctor Doom as the kind of character who could be the boss of Secret Wars and then disappear. That sucks, you know? We'll just have to wait for Avengers Battle World to happen. Right. Like, to me, I'm still on the Secret Wars is MCU versus Fox and mm-hmm. the, the incursions and everything else. And maybe someone will take the place of a Doom-type character. But if it is Doom, I think that that's a hot shot. I don't think it's... And he's not even the villain of Fantastic Four, Right. So he goes from a cameo appearance in Fantastic Four to the main villain of Secret Wars. That's I don't know. That feels early to me. What do you guys think? No, I agree. Especially since Doom is like the main character of Secret Wars. I don't think you. I don't think with, with the current way the pieces are set up in the MCU, that Secret Wars, the Jonathan Hickman book, can be adapted one to one. One to one. One to one. Well, let Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because Secret Wars, Jonathan Hickman is multiple layers of things. There's more than one thing happening. 
and Secret Wars, the original, is its own thing. I think that this movie will pull from both. And I think it's clear. Um, I think we're going to see a Battle World-esque type of thing. And I think that Fox's characters will be on one end and the MCU's characters will be on another end. And maybe there can be a Beyonder, you know, who can ultimately be who they all have to fight to end this thing or something like that. But I don't think we're going to get the fan, the Reed versus Doom aspect from Hickman's Secret Wars, which was built up for years by Hickman. And I think of like Secret Wars, Hickman, the main characters of that are like T'Challa, Miles Morales, yeah. Dr. Doom. Like we just don't have those characters right now. So I, I agree. I think it's going to be the original Secret Wars. But, you know, but instead of heroes versus villains, it's heroes versus heroes because Hollywood loves that. Um, and which I don't hate. I think there'll be multiversal battle world type, you know, bits to it as well. Um, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Thanos moment from Hickman stuff used in a different way in this movie. Um, mm. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm I've accepted that I'm not getting an adaptation of my favorite event comic, but I am too. I'm very disappointed, and Marvel continues to do this. It's something that frustrates me to no end. If you're gonna call it Secret Wars, you know, do it, do it, do it big, do it right. Like there's only gonna be one chance. I I don't know when we're gonna get an MCU reboot. I'm not looking forward to that. So. You know, but it is what it is. Uh, last thoughts on the Fantastic Four announcements. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what uh, Omnibus Kefis is going to pick out. Oh, I hope he sticks you. <laughs> All right. So if you want to go there, um, I am officially conceding. I have decided to concede. Kefis. Marvel has officially announced the release date. I do not believe that it will be changing. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I have an ongoing bet from like two years ago yep. with a listener named Kefis who said that Fantastic Four would not meet its November release date, November 2024 release date. And I said, you're crazy. Of course, Marvel is going to want to put out a Fantastic Four movie in 2024. The reason this all got fucked is because everything went against me. This is bullshit. The entire <laughs> world decided to fuck me so that I would owe Kefis an omnibus. COVID, right? Oh, so this, this uh, bet was four years ago. <laughs> well, no, COVID, COVID, I'm saying COVID's a factor. Got it, got it, okay. Uh, the strike, the, 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 the two strikes, and Black Panther and Blade. Blade more than Black Panther. Blade. Blade mm -hmm. was the factor. Blade being delayed screwed Fantastic Four as well. So, Kefis, congratulations. The universe conspired to screw me over, and you will benefit. You tell me what omnibus you want, and I will buy it for you. We agreed on a $75, I believe, maximum. So, you tell me, and I will get it for you. you Which, win. that's most omnibus if you go on in-stock trades, just saying. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And if, if only there was uh, there was two Omnibuy that are being announced that we're going to be talking about later. Who knows? I know, but. right? And, and <laughs> congratulations, Kefis, on handing me my first L. First one ever? My first L. Wow. Baby's first L. <laughs> You're handling it well. Yeah. 
Dude, I'm. I, you know what? I love Kefis, and uh, it is what it is. I made a bet. I stand on it. Sean coping hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having fun. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy. I'm happy about the Fantastic Four. I like the cast a lot. Uh, I hope they do a good job with the setting. I'm cautiously optim. I'm. I'm not optimistic. I'm. I'm worried about it. Galactus could be great. They went big. And I hope they knock it out of the park. And I sincerely hope we get somebody good to do the score for this. I think score is going to be important for this movie. Agreed. Mm. Agreed. This actually doesn't do that much for me all all together. So I just uh, like, you know, my problems with Pedro, Pedro Pascal. I don't know any of the actors already. And that it's a, a period piece or seems to be a period piece at the moment. And that this uh, poster gives off sort of a, a vibe that's wildly different from what we've seen before. And the times that uh, the MCU has sort of drifted from itself uh, haven't gone, haven't always gone the best. Because even, you know, even with uh, the first Guardians, like that's set a style for the entire MCU. And then the other movies stank. So I don't know. I'm this doesn't do anything for me. This alone. Okay. All right. Um let's uh let's talk Deadpool and Wolverine. Cause we got a trailer for that during the Super Bowl. They it's really smart what they do now with these trailers. They'll put them on during the Super Bowl for like 30 seconds and pay for a 30-second spot or something and then tell you to go online to watch the rest. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, somewhere to the tune of like over, two, what was it, like 200 million people or, I mean, they're touting over 300 million people watched the trailer, but I think they're counting the Super Bowl views and the online views on YouTube. Uh, But either way, it's a tremendous amount of people. It's the most seen trailer in 24 hours in history thus far it beat force awakens huh i believe i believe that's what i saw wow i remember force awakens had something had that that record for a while yeah because they beat endgame it beat infinity war so um you know the trailer uh doesn't tell you more than you would know if you've been following the production and the rumors and things like that um it's Shows us that Deadpool has kind of retired from Deadpooling and it seems like he's just living his life with his friends and fam. It shows us, you know, everybody's back for the most part, Negasonic and her girlfriend, Colossus, Vanessa, Deadpool's girlfriend's back. Um, All that's going on. And then Deadpool gets swept away into the TVA and he meets with this guy named Paradox, who's played by Matthew McFadden from Succession, uh, which I've recently been watching. Um Paradox is a is a super obscure character. He's got one appearance. Yeah, so did like Morbius and Morbius. It's like the TVA yeah. does not have many appearances in the comics. So yeah, and he I don't even know if he was in the TVA. I'm not even sure, but um, he's he's got just the one appearance. Um, it looked cool. I mean, I I'm not I don't like the Deadpool movies very much. They're fine. They're not for me. And this Ooh, looked like, like more of that. So this is a post-Loki season two Deadpool. This is a new TVA. 
And are they recruiting him to kill people across the multiverse? That's what it seems yes. like, right? Yeah. That is that is what it looks like, and that's again been been the rumor and speculation for a long time that this movie would essentially be Deadpool kills the Fox universe. Yeah, and especially since like the TVA had previously been wiping out entire universes, the new one doesn't want to do that, so they're using a more uh, they're using a scalpel rather than a hammer, uh, and Deadpool seems to be that scalpel. Yeah, they're um, they're they're pruning variants. I don't hate it. I think it could be some cool stuff. I think there's some really cool Easter eggs in the trailer. Um, Ryan Reynolds was born for this role, for good or for bad. Um, like, the dude just loves being this character, and he'll keep the mask on the entire time, which a lot of A-list Hollywood actors would refuse to do. Um, I think it looks fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it does. It does look fun. Uh it, you know, there have been rumors about Daredevil, um, Ben Affleck's Daredevil, Elektra, Jennifer Garner. I've seen rumors about Michael Chiklis, The Thing, returning. I've seen all kinds of X-Men rumors. This is happening. There's no doubt in my mind. And I would say that if you do not want to see those things, this would be the last trailer you watch. Yeah. Because this trailer clearly only shows what happens in the first, like, act of the film. Yep. Did you see the uh, cameo appearance by your favorite X-Men villain, Sean? Cassandra Nova? Oh, there was there was or that. A possible oh, Cassandra Nova. Alleged. Yeah. Blinken, you miss it. Yeah, we don't know if that's if that's true, but that I don't get that. Don't Pyro's understand. back from the original X-Men movies. Pyro's in there. Yep, um, which sick. I thought was really cool. Same actor and everything. I was like, yep. and then like I, I was like, that can't be. And then like I guess subtitles said Pyro was saying it. So I was like, all right, well, there's my answer. Um, Patch shows up in it. Uh, mm. I don't know. I mean, even even the the Doctor Doom secret. I, I I got all the cool Easter eggs and I put it on the slide here. But um, the Doctor Doom Secret Wars number five cover is in this, you know, trailer. Uh, which I guess is our first appearance of Doctor Doom in a Marvel movie in a way. Um, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I think this could be real fun. I think this has the ability the ability to do some wildly weird things, and I hope it leans into that. Like I hope I it. Think, I hope yeah. it gets so weird that like we see somebody in the original Howard the Duck costume that Deadpool kills. Like I, I want to see dumb stuff like that. The Deadpool movies are pretty dumb. Yeah, they are. That second one was uh pretty fun. Yeah, the, 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 that Juggernaut stuff, fun stuff. It was weird seeing the Marvel, like actual Marvel Studios logo here. <laughs> Followed up by Disney, uh, uh, Deadpool talking about Disney and pegging in the same sentence. Yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah. Um, a lot of people. So look, a lot of people are angry right now about this trailer. Oh, and they're not angry because of the quality of the trailer or whatever. They're angry because people liked it. People, so so for example, people have been saying like Deadpool's going to save the MCU and mm. you know, all these kind of things. This looks amazing, blah, blah, blah. And so I've seen a lot of people on X saying stuff like, how can you say that Deadpool's going to save the MCU? It doesn't need saving. We just got the Marvels. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Even this movie posits that Deadpool needs to save the Marvel Universe. You know, he calls himself Marvel Jesus. Right. Look, you could like the Marvels. That's perfectly okay. 
I loved it. I thought it was great. You know, yep. like, I mean, maybe I didn't love it, but like, I really liked it. You know, I, enjoyed I loved it. it. There you go. That doesn't mean that the movie was well received. It doesn't mean that the movie did well at box offices. It just didn't. And Deadpool will. That's just a fact. And so everybody who's upset that people are enjoying this, can you get in a fucking hole somewhere and leave people alone and let them like what they like? Why do we always have to do this? I saw people saying, oh, you 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 rejoice in Deadpool, breaking the fourth wall and everything else, but you hated She-Hulk. Guess what? People don't have to like what you like. It doesn't matter. Some people don't like She-Hulk. Whatever the reason is, is what it is. They didn't like it. It's also it's all it's also almost like Deadpool is a movie that uh got the time and attention it needed, unlike She-Hulk. Right. She-Hulk's budget made it look shit. <laughs> Two things can be true. Yeah. You think She-Hulk was a great show? That's perfectly fine. Other people don't agree with that. Leave it alone. I don't understand people. Is there a cameo you'd want to see in this? Just throwing it out there. I'm kind of hyped for Daredevil, actually. Same. I know it's a stinky movie, and I know a lot of people don't like it, but man, I grew up on that. I was... I was the perfect age for that movie when it came out, and I, I, I won't watch it, but I, I still hold a fondness for that film in my heart. You ever see the director's cut? Probably. That's supposed to be like a legitimately good movie. It's much yeah. better. Yeah, it's much better. Um, um go ahead. I want to see Roger Corman's The Thing, uh, just show up in it. The the Corman <laughs> Fantastic Four movie, yeah, yeah, which good. I think so far is the best Fantastic Four movie that's come out. Um, it's just foam. It's foam. It's, it's, it looks like it's worse than an Islands of Adventure character. Um, and I think it's goofy. Uh, I, I assume that everybody that I, I could possibly want to see will be there. Um, but obviously I have to throw this out for the sake of my character. Uh, Jean Grey, Famke Jensen. And if we could get, oh my God, holy shit! I think we're getting her okay. eventually. I think we're now. Getting now I'm in. Now I'm me. If we could get both genes, if we could get Famke Jensen and uh, uh, help me please, Sophie Turner and Sophie. Oh my God! On the same screen at the same time, I won't make it through this movie. Sean will be like one Dune popcorn bucket, please, <laughs> dude. Double Jean Grey and me. Double jeaned up on a Thursday? Damn. <laughs> I can't. I can't. That would be amazing. Uh, give me Ooh. David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury, actually. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. I'm put that in the chat. I forgot about oh, yeah. him. I always forget about him. The 90s Captain America. Ooh. With the, with the ears that, that are built, built into the helmet? Yeah, yeah. 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 Are these even Fox characters? No, I don't know. I, that's the thing. I don't think they need to be Fox. I think that'll be the focus. But I think if you do a montage, you can do a whole bunch of weird, obscure characters that you could just have them killing off. It could also be stuff that like, uh, you know, like the 90s Captain America. Who owns the rights to that? Surely it's Marvel by now. Still don't have the rights to the Hulk. So can can they do Broadway yeah, Spider-Man? An... Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> The Hulk is like that's an active, ongoing thing. Yeah, Captain America is like I mean they've got him, so put that motorcycle in the movie. Oh, you could do Lou Ferrigno. You could do Hulk versus Deadpool that we've never gotten. 
Um, yeah, it, it looks good. You know, it, we'll we'll see. We'll see how things go. But I do think that this movie has to land. I really think it does. A lot of pressure on this. I, I do like how colorful the costume looks. Like it's like an actual red. He's got the logo on the on the belt. They're really leaning into like this almost in a way feels like comic book Deadpool is on screen. Um yeah. because they're almost the same character at this point. It feels this is this is what the MCU truly has done better than almost every other um, you know, cinematic universe or whatever, is that these characters look right. You know, I got, ha- I don't like Deadpool. I got happy when I saw that his costume was accurate. And we only see the back of Wolverine, but it looks great. And, and yeah, we've seen that costume over and over again. So we know what it looks like. It, yeah. It's funny. We're talking about the whole Deadpool of it all, but this is Deadpool and Wolverine. Like, I, I don't even think about Wolverine being in this. Like, it's not, I'm not really excited for that part. In my mind, Logan was the send off for Wolverine. Um, is it cool seeing him in his costume? Yes. But like when I think about this movie, I don't I think about it as Deadpool three. I still don't even really think about it as Deadpool and Wolverine. I would have been disappointed if we did not get Hugh Jackman's Wolverine interacting in the MCU on some level. I don't think this is his last appearance. I think it will be in Secret Wars. Mm. And I think that for that actor, for that human being to have worked so diligently on this character for over 20 years i'm sure in his heart he needs that just to feel satisfied with what he did with this character um so i'm happy for it i'm happy for hugh jackman i'm actually happy for ryan reynolds too i think they probably both wanted this very badly so and i've also read rumors that kevin feige was so happy with this product um and how they did that the, he definitely wants to bring them back as early as Kang Dynasty. It would be yeah. cool to see like well like Hugh Jackman and Tobey Maguire do something. Oh, dude, you know, come on, that's sick. I know that's just that's just fan fan baiting, you know, but uh, it's it would still be pretty neat. Why not though? Yeah. Right? Like, like I still have a heart, this. you know. Yeah, we're doing it. This is it. This is all fan freaking you know baiting. That's why we need Ben Affleck as Daredevil back. It's happening. It's what got me into Daredevil. You throw Evanescence in and, and Irish Catholic guilt. Same. I'm watching the movie. Yep. Yep. Dude, for all that, okay. You want to know my answer? My real answer is Thomas Jane, Punisher. Let's go. Let's uh, yeah, go. You want to talk my, about a soundtrack? I've I've, I've never seen that, that one. CD out. I've only You've seen War. Seen? I've only seen War Journal, and we can't. Unfortunately, he he died. Uh, that one. War Journal is a fantastic movie. The soundtracks to those movies were just unreal. John, did you watch War Journal? No. It's got McNulty as Jigsaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was bizarre. Um, uh, I one 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 thing. How do we feel about the the TVA being included aside from Deadpool? It feels like it's it feels like it's got that stink of you know what we complained about the Marvels. You know, the Marvels was obviously a worse case that you had to watch five five items of, you know, whatever to understand what was what was happening. Um but the the TVA has existed previously to Deadpool. So my answer to that is that 
because of the fact that at the end of Loki season two, things change so dramatically with the TVA, it really doesn't matter. This is mm-hmm. a different iteration of the TVA, and you can easily say what it is that the TVA does. Deadpool himself is going to need an explanation because he's learning about this for the first time. So I don't think that there will be any gap of knowledge for the audience because they're just going to explain what it is in three seconds. One thing that, and I think this is going to lean heavy into the TVA stuff too, because there's a couple of shots of the trailer that looks like it's in that nothing space from Loki, uh, where the Lyoth is, the giant purple cloud thing. Like I feel like where that 20th, 20th century Fox logo is in this in this trailer is where that's going to be. It's kind of this <laughs> no no name area that they can just throw people in. And the, oh, and then they and then Elioth would kill them. Yeah, or that turns into Battle World. Mm, interesting thought. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Deadpool is July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. So not too long to wait. I didn't say this earlier, but I just wanted to mention it um, and get your takes. Um, so July twenty fifth for Fantastic Four is actually two weeks after. Superman Legacy releases. They're going to move Superman. That's that's tough because yeah. James Gunn and co. You know, they they had that date deliberately. Thunderbolts was originally coming out in the July 25th spot. That's not a threat to Superman Legacy, but Fantastic Four definitely is. I think and when I say that, just just mm, to clarify sure. real quick, um, these movies want to make money over the course of like a couple of months. So typically you give like a month grace period between major movies like this. And so for Marvel to say, okay, we're doing our biggest, you know, movie fantastic Four two weeks after Superman legacy. That's, that's, that's throwing down the gauntlet. I think this moves Superman legacy up. If anything, to get that early, um, early spot for the summer blockbusters. Um, I think they're going to blink, though. It's, but Fantastic is... Four hasn't been uh, made yet. Yeah, the only thing that stops is if this movie gets delayed again. <laughs> um, this, but I think if, if this if they stay the course and these movies will be released, then I think Superman's the one that blinks. I don't know. I think it's tough because I I feel like I feel like. You know, like Sean said, Gunn picked that date very specifically, very deliberately. I could see him double down. Superman is going to save superheroes, not the Fantastic Four. I think if James Gunn backs off, it's a bad look. And I could be reading too much into that, but just the fact that, you know, James Gunn is the, the Marvel guy, who's now the DC guy, to say... To, to back off from Marvel putting the Fantastic Four out two weeks later. I don't know if that's a great look for them, but I think they probably should do that. Gavin says audience drop-off is usually pretty substantial even a week out, right? Uh, yeah, but you're still there's still tons of people who go see these movies in the weeks afterward. And especially if we're talking about like releases in other countries that might not be day and date, um, I think absolutely you would want more than two weeks in an ideal situation it's very rare for like a barbenheimer type of situation where two big tentpole movies release at the same time and both do gangbusters 
Well, and and Barbie and Oppenheimer were two very different movies. You know, say what you will about Superman and Fantastic Four, about how they're different or whatever, they're still the same movie, you know, so. I'm sure there's some kind of WordPress article comparing the similar themes of Barbie and Oppenheimer, but, you know. Right. It'll be crowded, and I'm wondering who's going to blink first in this game of chicken or if they're going to stand on the, on these release dates. I think someone will move. Yeah, somebody will. Yeah. We have a whole bunch of you hanging out with us. Thank you for joining. Really appreciate you guys uh, being a part of this. There's a lot of – this is a huge news week, a lot of cool stuff going on. You know, we love the MCU. Well, some of us love the MCU around these parts. And it's a fun thing to talk about, and all the speculation is great. Smash the like button if you've been enjoying us so far. Help us get to our likes goal of, let's say, 25, uh, so that we can spin the wheel a little bit later and play a game, get everybody involved. You guys know how we like to end the show around here. Super Chats are open if you feel like supporting us and you've been enjoying what we are doing. Super Chats are open. You can become a channel member. I see all of our channel members in the chat right now. I want to see some pals' heads. If you have the ability, I want to see you throw a pal's head in the chat. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Yeah, what does everybody want? Pal's heads. Pal's head. Moving on. Uh, we've got a major announcement. Major announcement. It was teased at the end of last week's show. We're going to officially put it out there. That Sal from Comic Pop. Many people love that channel. We love that channel. I'm a big fan for many years. We'll be joining us. Sal will be joining us here on the podcast next Saturday. So we're going to talk about, yeah, huge. We've had him on once before. That was big for us, and uh, he was a great guest. We're going to have him on next Saturday to talk about the state of comic book YouTube. Mm. I've got a lot of thoughts about that. You know, doing this podcast, engaging, and going deeper into that space. Um, as this has become more of a YouTube product, it's been interesting to see how comic book YouTube works. And so I'm excited to talk about someone who's done it at the highest level, um, what he sees in this space. So it should be a lot of fun. And I'm sure we'll have bullshit talks about everything that's going on in comics and stuff too. It's going to be fun. Definitely want you there for that. So come hang out with us when we talk to Sal from Comic Pop. Adjacent to that announcement, is another really cool announcement, which is that community member, I, I, I feel comfortable calling him a community member, but also comic book artist who's working on Superman 78, which has been very good. Gavin Gidry, Gidry, I'm sorry if I said your name incorrectly, Gavin Gidry is going to be providing our giveaway for this one. So Gavin... It's the Gavin Gidry giveaway, the Triple G. I love it. Whoa, got the Triple yes. G for this the one? Triple G. We had oh. to break out the Triple G. Double G we into Triple hard. G? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So what Gavin is going to do is Gavin is going to connect with the person that wins the giveaway. And all you have to do to enter is show up live and ask a question or leave a comment for Sal. We'll enter you into a randomizer. And the winner will get a piece of art from Gavin. Similar to what Tyler is holding up right now, I believe. And I believe Gavin said it can be from his shop. Or if it's a character that you really love that he hasn't drawn before, then he will draw it for you. But you're going to connect with Gavin. I'm going to get you with Gavin. And you guys will take care of all of that. Huge shout out to Gavin 
for agreeing to do this. Go check out uh, Superman 78. And I want to give a plug to Gavin's shop as well. So I'm going to find that right now so that we can so that we can uh, appropriately thank Gavin and plug that. I, I'd be curious to know what Gavin, who Gavin hasn't drawn. Right? Like whoever so wins should ask for like speedball or, you know. <laughs> so it's GavinGidry.com. I'm going to share a link into the uh into the chat here um actually let me share it from the comics pals account so you guys know it's legitimate um but yeah so gavin's gonna do that and that's gonna be really cool i'm excited for someone to win that i wish i could win it for real i'd have him draw the wizard yeah if we see that bean one uh when that happens yeah it's gonna be a little suspicious (laughs) (laughs) uh by the way we're so close to our likes goal already. We're gonna have to up that. Let's do thirty. We can get to thirty. We can get to up 30 it, bad boy. Yeah, let's do that. Um. So that's next week. Next week's gonna be a ton of fun. Make sure you come for that. Patreon.com/slash The Comics Pals is the absolute best way to support the show. If you are so inclined, we appreciate every single person who chooses to do that. Uh, we're not only have we been giving you more bang. For your buck for the last two years with this we've been upping the ante because now we're allowing you guys to nominate the books for the patreon for the book club for free free members of our patreon get to nominate books for the book club this month is superman month and you guys came out and you nominated four books and so uh i do want to share the four books with you all now so if you decide that you want to jump on board so that you can actually uh, participate in the voting process, the four books are Superman for All Seasons, The Man of Steel, Superman Up in the Sky, and Superman Red Sun. No losers in that bracket. Very excited to see which one wins out. There's been some discussion on Discord about Man of Steel, so we'll see. Yeah. And Man Man of Steel's not actually. I'm surprised. Uh, so it's Superman for all seasons is winning. It's tight, but they're winning at forty percent. Man of Steel's at thirty percent. Um, Up in the Sky is at ten percent, and Red Sun is at twenty percent. So huh. if you would like to vote, you can do that by joining us on Patreon. And that's all you have to do. You don't have to put in credit card information. You don't have to oh, just oh, for voting. They do nominating. Oh. They don't. Yeah, but it's free. We, you will not get a charge from us for that. To nominate, but to vote, which is what's happening now, you do. Never mind. Forget everything I've said. (laughs) I also want to shout out our supporters. These are the people who go above and beyond for us over on the Patreon side of things. So a very special shout out to the best pals in the universe. Thunderstruck, Rebecca Alejandro. The Hound of Justice, Atomic Hound, who I want to say um, our thoughts are with you right now. Um, you know, Atomic Hound deserves, you know, is a great guy, a, a very loyal, integral part of this community who, you know, is very special to me and the rest of the pals. And I want to say we're thinking about you right now. So thank you. Thank you so much. And and uh, our thoughts are with you. Uh, Starcross Catherine Stars and returning Returning to the fold as a best pal of the universe is none other than the Red Spiral, Spiral Storm. Thank you. Thank you. Coming in with a new Welcome number one. Back. Yeah. 
They all right. new, all different. <laughs> um, also want to shout out the Night Stalker, Harris Tajinski, Brian Demolisher Del Pozo, Kefis the Incorruptible, Momentum Mike Elliott, Dan the Truth Trudeau, Joel Justice, Jalen the Sanguine Sorcerer, Marley, Marley Manisorm, Slow Flow Dameron, Amin Almighty Perez, Pete the Dreamweaver Collins, Christian Uncaged Harriet, and Always Laughing. Thank you all so much. You guys are amazing. Really, really amazing. We have a goal of getting 2,000 subscribers to join us on YouTube in the first quarter of 2024. We're almost there. We're at like, what, 1899 or something? Correct. Just checked right now. Yeah. Get us over the hump. Get us to 2,000. We can do it with the power of friendship. Thank you for everybody that subs. If you're not subbed to the channel, do it now, please. Hump us. Wait a second. I mean, I'm not opposed. I'm married. Mm, I'm not married, but I do have a girlfriend, but that doesn't mean I don't want our YouTube subscriber number to be pumped. You know? <laughs> it's not a... Um, okay. <laughs> and before we get into the news, last bit of housekeeping, uh, our next Patreon community hangout is on the 25th. So that is going to be Sunday, uh, two Sundays from now. If you want to hang out with us, um, we'll be we'll be having a good time talking some comics. Might even play a game. The games we the game we play over there is wild. Like it, it it's very competitive. It's very yeah. fun. We've got some knowledgeable heads in our community. So it has me sweating literally. Well, dude, Christian uncaged one of our he's only been reading comics for one year my man came to play he was one of the uh -huh. final two i believe it was nice and and we we thought that hangout would only oh we played for about an hour and a half and that game went for three hours so yeah. look y'all come to play we go and play i'm not gonna play i've got things to do but we'll play Amin says no more games. You don't like it? You don't want to play anymore? I was thinking we could change the rules a little bit to make it like single elimination. Um, But, well, yeah, whether it's that or something else, we'll, we'll, we'll have a good time. We always do. And uh, the aforementioned book club will take place on, uh, on, jeez, uh, when is the book club? We say the, is it the, the 20th or the 25th? It's the the fifth. Oh no! Oh no no no! no it has it, to be this month. Yeah, it would be the yeah. last what yeah. Monday or Tuesday in, in February. <laughs> yeah, we'll, so, we'll, I'm we'll announce I'm it all, properly. I'm when, all over the place. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll make a right announcement a little later. It'd be after the 25th though. It's that that week. Yeah. Amin says, uh, okay. uh, "How is it taking that long? We're regretting getting such great content." I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, we're doing the right things on our end. You know, you build it, they will come. All of you are here, right? I'm happy that you guys are here. Everybody else, they'll get the memo down the road. I'm not worried about it. Let's talk about X-Men 97. We got a trailer for what I am most excited about that's coming out this year by far. This is the relaunch of the 90s television show that I think most people have seen. You know, if you're into comics and superheroes, you've probably seen this show. Um, the trailer starts off awesome with like an old school intro that kind of makes it looks like, look like you're watching a VHS of the show. 
on an, on an old school television. Um, and it opens with showing us the last episode of the 90s show where Professor X allegedly, presumably dies. And it kicks off and picks up right from there, which is pretty cool. I love that. Uh, we're getting a cast that is essentially the same as the one from the show in terms of the characters that it will actually use. It's bringing most everybody back uh, in some form or fashion. Um, it's also getting back. It got back a lot of the original actors mm. from from the show, the voice actors. So some of them aren't playing the characters they played on the original series, um, but other characters. I've got the list. So yeah, yeah. the original Wolverine is back. Cal Dodd, he's back. It didn't sound like that in the trailer. I was like, what no. the? But this he, is. He sounded old. <laughs> this is almost 30 years down the road. So, yeah, you know, I was trying not to judge, but it definitely, definitely sounded different. Um, a new Cyclops. Unfortunately, the original actor did pass away. Mm. Um, so we got a new, a new Cyclops, uh, Ray Chase. Um, a new Jean Grey, Jennifer Hale, who is a oh, that's uh, that's Hawk Girl from uh, Justice League, also in uh, the Mass Effect games, I believe. She also played Felicia in the Spider Man um, animated series, so she's been around for a while too. Um, and she played oh my god, she played Bastila, that's like. From, from I'm sorry, Basila from the Knights of the Old Republic video games, Star Wars games. Oh God, please love that. Um, Lenore Zahn is playing Rogue again. So same Rogue voice. They did nerf Rogue though. If you know, you know. But we did get the voice. Our, our Instagram <laughs> is every other five minutes. I oh, see we a know. Comment about it. <laughs> uh, Holly Chu is playing Jubilee, the original voice actor. Did what a lot of people would say is the right thing and passed on the role to offer oh. it to a young Asian individual. All right. Cool. But the original voice actor is playing some other character in the show. So um George Buza is returning as Beast. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh Allison Seeley Smith is returning as Storm. Christopher Britton is returning as Mr. Sinister. I'm happy with all of that. That is amazing. Yeah. Um AJ Locasio is playing Gambit, the third person to do that. Um, Matthew Watterson is playing Magneto. The original actor, David Hemblin, passed in 2020, unfortunately. Um, And then there's a whole bunch of supporting characters. Uh, I won't run down the whole list, but everybody's coming back. Everybody's back. Notably, Morph is back. The character Morph is back. But... Now, Morph is non-binary. And that is throwing everybody into a tizzy for some reason. It, oh, it's woke. Yeah, yeah. It's literally what the character is, though. We just have a word for it now. I, I, I just feel like, look, Morph is a character that can literally morph, right? It's in the name. You can take on any shape or form. And... I just don't see why it would matter that this character of all people would be non-binary. Uh, same with Mystique, to be honest. Like, it kind of makes the sense. Whole thing. Yeah, think about it. I don't know. Like, it, it's surprising that their name isn't non-binary. Like, no, that's going to be like the New even, Warriors. 
even if you yourself are not a non-binary person, if you had the ability to just be anybody you wanted, would you really just limit yourself to being just a dude every day? Like you would never fuck around and do something kind of fun or, I don't know, switch it up. I feel like, I don't know. I just think people are overthinking this. I see some people upset that he's not, or they're not uh, the character, you know, from like season one of X-Men. Like with the face, the horrible voice. Um, and they're Wolverine, more, pull uh, back. it's the fucking worst. <laughs> um, but they're more akin to, I think the comic book age of apocalypse version of morph. Um, I, I think of the morph Marvel snap card. Like this is what that looks like. Yeah. Am I crazy? Um, wasn't there a, uh, uh, exiles run in which morph yeah. was present and morph was like this. Yeah. And I, I believe that was the one from the age of apocalypse universe. Yeah. So there you go. I there's there's it's there's precedent. precedent. It's in the comics. It's a character named Morph. Can we please relax? I love the original Morph. I'm a big fan of the Morph from the TV show. I enjoyed that character. But look, whatever. We have that. It happened. Move on. Do do you like the homage to Jim Lee's uh basketball playing issue that they show in this? When Jean Grey, Jean Grey's wearing the, she has the, um, she was the referee. She's working a footlocker. Yeah. Yeah. But like literally everyone else's costume is straight out of Jim Lee's pages. Like Jubilee had that number seven shirt on. Uh, Wolverine had the, the gray sweatpants, which has a different connotation nowadays, but, um, well, we'll be able to see his two dicks. Yeah. (laughs) So I do have a question though. I never finished all of the X-Men animated series. Did they ever touch on Madeline Pryor? I think this is Madeline Pryor, not Jean. Okay. Mostly because there's a Goblin Queen action figure for this show, so I know the Goblin Queen's showing up at some point. But she's pregnant in this, and that's the big, you know, Madeline Pryor story with Scott and Madeline and pregnancy and all that. Well, Sinister is is in the show, and I've read that he is a major villain. And he's the one, if I remember correctly, who creates the clone of of, of Gene, which makes a lot of sense because he's obsessed with the Summers family. This yeah. child is confirmed to be Nathan Summers, a.k.a. Cable. And so what Tyler says stands to reason. I thought it was really weird that they would make Gene pregnant um, just because it sort of takes her off the board for some amount of time. Mm. And that was already a critique of the original show that Gene is often sidelined. So I was like, why would you sideline her again from the jump? But if you're correct, that would make sense that it's Madeline Pryor, but then the original gene is still sidelined. So I I really, really don't like that. I don't understand it. Why why is Gene treated this way? Telepathy. It's because you like her. You did this. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's the fuck me personally. I know. I do like uh, I saw a tweet that showed the the basketball team, X-Men, and they said, like, this is just every queer friend group in Bushwick. And I was like, (laughs) Not wrong. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and we don't have a long time to wait. It drops on March 20th, so next month. How do you feel about the, the the art style of it? So, this is being done by Studio Mir. Um, I think it looks, you know, it looks all right. I don't know. I, I was. I was expecting like a real what would feel like a real leap and it doesn't feel like that, but I don't think it looks bad. I think it looks it looks strong. I think it looks modern is yeah. the thing. Like I think I I would have 
liked it a lot less if it looked like it did back then. Right. There's like a couple of shots where it looks like there might be CG enhancing stuff too. Um, yeah, there were a couple the of shots that looked like the action weird. shots. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense for action shots because it's easier to do. Um, but like that that one where uh, that, that one shot of Wolf, Wolverine's claws being charged up by Gambit, I'm like, has anyone done that? That's a that wild sick. thought to me. That was sick. Is that not what uh, somebody has a? I, I want to say it was Charles Sewell did something with um, oh, that's Wolverine's hot claw, claws. Hot claws, Wolverine. That's something yeah. else. Yeah. Is that not yeah. the same thing? No. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. This was super cool. You know, I can't wait. I always felt like for me, for my childhood, this was it. I loved yeah. Batman. I loved Spider-Man. Those were tremendous shows, top tier, everything else. But this was the one for me. I learned a lot from this show as a kid. I really, really did. Um, so I'm, I'm glad they're leading with this. And I wouldn't, man, I would love to bring back the Spider-Man, the animated series. Is that is the door open for that now? I mean, in the trailer, there's a newspaper, and you see Eddie Brock and Peter Parker's name, so there might be a expanded universe here. They also kind of um, make fun of the Hellfire Gala a little bit on that same newspaper. It says, uh, mutant, mutant Fashion Show. <laughs> Good stuff. Marvel's also putting out uh, variant covers for comics that tie what? in with this that look, oh. that look like X-Men 97 action figures. So, oh, that's cool. cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, and Gavin are saying that the animation wasn't great. I mean, yeah, okay. I was uh, like, we were kids. For me, that was the, the best looking thing ever. I really wasn't, I didn't have a critical enough mind to judge the quality of the animation. I just knew that they were telling great stories. Um, that hooked me. I don't know. Yeah, the animation didn't need to be good for me to see uh, Wolverine sock Cyclops right in the gut. Yeah, I, I I loved it. But uh so that is coming soon. Something else that's coming soon. Something that I think surprised me more than anything that anything else that happened this week is the announcement of the redistribution of the DC Comics and Marvel crossover omnibus. I can't believe this. So last year, Marvel and DC teamed up to do the right thing and re-release the uh, JLA Avengers, I think, uh, George Perez book. Yeah. In limited quantities. If you got one, you're a lucky SOB. Uh, I did not get one, so I'm unlucky. I mean, I'm still an SOB, just an unlucky one. Um, and so now Marvel and DC are teaming up again to release the DC versus Marvel omnibus and the amalgam age omnibus both of those will be dropping august 6th this year they will cost 150 dollars a piece that is a huge amount i'm out <laughs> let me see that on in stock trades get it for 70 right yeah. right what they don't include is the aforementioned jla avengers um crossover interesting does it include uh x-men titans uh, it in, so it includes mm. limited pieces of everything. There is a full list uh, that I am looking at right now, and I don't see, I don't see X Men Titan. Oh no, it is there. Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Yep. Oh, 
cool. cool. Yep. The DC versus Marvel Omnibus has that. Um, yeah. I'm excited to read Lobo the Duck finally. <laughs> I read something from this. I had a trade once. Um, that ha- I don't remember if it was the JLA Avengers or which one it was, but I lent it to a friend, and then the motherfucker moved to Florida, so I never got it back. That's why you don't lend out books. You don't want to get. You don't want to get like lose. I'm my done man. with it. I was yeah. my man was not a friend. I was with one of my friends the other night, and I was explaining War World to him, and he was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool! I got to read this." And I was like, "Yep, uh, it's on Amazon." Uh, <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> I just I will buy someone a book before I will lend them a book. I ain't buying them this book. But um, yeah, this is exciting. I love this. I I think it's weird how long Marvel and DC haven't had any kind of collaboration. You mm-hmm. know, we always talked about how they wouldn't let them do this because of the lawyers and everything else. But I think they probably saw how well the JLA Avengers thing went, the fan reaction, which was all positive. And to be honest, it was probably really easy to do this a lot easier than they thought it would be. Yeah. So the door's open now. Because you, you got to imagine the paperwork was done at one point for this, you know? Right. And yeah. the old guard is gone, by and large. Like, the the Marvel and DC are not run by the exact same old guard that it was before. So a lot of people that may or may not have had a problem with that are not necessarily in the same positions that they were at these companies. So I think a lot of factors have allowed this to be possible. Uh, we got direct market covers from John Romita Jr. and Dave Given, Dave Gibbons, respectively. Um, you can tell who did which by the covers. The DC versus Marvel one is very clearly Romita. A shame about that. I dig it. I don't like the green, but uh, <laughs> I like Superman's hair. Batman, I don't know about that, but it just. Does it, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't look, I don't look at that and go, I gotta get that, that's so cool. Uh, I don't like the, especially, the logo. Especially not compared to the other one. Yeah. The amalgam These, one. The amalgam one is better, but I think they both kind of need work. I don't, I'm not thrilled mm-hmm. with either one. Logo design and cover art. Like the DC versus Marvel one has verses in a smaller font than the Omnibus font, like... I feel like Versus should be like a video game. That's a big part of the title. Um, uh, and it's not, not even using like the DC logo or the Marvel logo for that. It's just, I would change that title image, like the logo for it. Stat. Yeah, because like if, just to me, like if you look at both of them, the Marvel and DC logos are on the bottom. Yeah. What if those were just not on the bottom and they were on the top and it was yeah. Marvel versus DC with the logos? And they're also inverted on each one. So, like, DC's on the left. So, is that delineate who's publishing it? Um, uh, that is a good question. I don't know who the official official publisher is, if they're even mm. doing that. Um, well, actually, no. According to this, this Bleeding Cool article, uh, DC Comics announced that they will be publishing to Omnibuy. So I guess DC is the publisher. Those, those DC Omnibus um, quality is pretty good. I think I like the Morrison Batman Omnibuy. It's oh, a good yeah. jacket on there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy them. I want Amalgam. I don't know if I want DC versus Marvel yet. Why? 
Um, I don't know. It's it's it. I have more interest of reading Amalgam more than I have of just crossover stories. Like I could feel like I could I could find trades of those somewhere. Um, the Amalgam ones have been notoriously harder to get. Uh, I have some Amalgam issue ones. Like I have Super Soldier issue one. Um, I don't know if I have Dark Claw. Uh, but like as a kid, once I knew Amalgam was a thing, you know I was on like Wikipedia's and Comic Vine looking at all this and reading all the 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 synopses and, and I'm sure it's not great comics, you know. Um yeah. but it's just a, a gap that I've always wanted to like read that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's just one of those things. And so will I buy them at 150 a pop? No. Um so unfortunately I would not be supporting a local comic book shop with this. But hey, if you're gonna charge $150, right? You gotta know that people are gonna go get it how they can. So I'm gonna pay half price uh on cheapgraphicnovels.com and uh you know sit my happy ass down and read some read some crappy uh DC and Marvel comics. Can't wait. Very exciting. All right. The last bit of news that we've got for today is Doctor Doom related. Marvel's not ready to talk about Doctor Doom in the Fantastic Four movie, but they sure did announce a Doctor Doom one-shot that is coming from a very, very exciting creative team. Jonathan Hickman and Sanford, Sanford Green are teaming up for a Doctor Doom one-shot and an oversized one-shot that looks like it's going to be like a like a last Doctor Doom story, like a Doctor Doom the End type of thing, um, huh. where it will be Doctor Doom teaming up with Valeria Richards for one last battle with none other than Galactus, who coincidentally happens to be the villain of the incoming Fantastic Four movie. Wouldn't you know? Is it cool Hickman's coming back to Doctor Doom? Yes, I think that's neat. Um, I'm more excited for to see what Sanford, Sanford Green's got. I'm a big Sanford Green fan. Uh, Bitterroot and uh, uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Uh, I thought yeah. those were great books. Uh, and if yeah. it's in this real crazy, cosmic-y, Marvel, science-y business, uh, it could be some really cool stuff in this. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this. It's also a one-shot, so I don't really need to invest much time into it. Yeah, I I love the fact that it's a one shot. It makes sense for Hickman because Hickman is you know he's yeah. ongoing with Gods and Ultimate Spider Man. You know what I'm talking. Um, the cover, if the cover is Sanford Green, which I believe it is, yeah, right? um, pretty sure it is. Yeah, boy oh boy, this is a this is a nice cover. So it's got yeah. it centers Doom, of course, and it's got like a, a rings around Doom in the in the background. And Galactus is one of those rings, and he looks very menacing and cool. Uh, God Doom is also in one of those rings. Hmm. You got Doctor Strange, you got Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four. So it's kind of showing like different eras and important individuals into Doctor Doom's lineage. Um, and it looks amazing. I can't wait to see the interiors. Looks like a target to me. Sort okay. of with, with uh, doom in the middle of it. Hmm. Sort of, there's maybe something to 
Galactus coming for Doom. The way the announcement is framed uh, is that Doom is trying to Looking fight Galactus. Galactus. Yeah. 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 So he's trying to stop Galactus from killing the universe. So he's got to go deal with him. And he's got to do it better than Reed could ever do it. Naturally. That's almost less interesting to me. I love the idea that Doom would just get a wild hair one day and be like, I'm going to go kill Galactus. <laughs> like, one of my just, favorite. Go ahead. It just seems like a very Doom thing to do. You know? One of my favorite aspects of Doom is his relationship with Valeria Richards. And it makes sense to me that Hickman would center that relationship in a story like this, give him a companion, someone to chat with. Um, this has the makings of a very good one shot. So, do we have a page count on it, Sean? Let's see. I know it. I know it's oversized, but I don't see a. I don't see an exact uh, page count. That was all I was curious about. If it was oversized or just a standard one shot. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. This should be cool. <laughs> Hickman one shot. So eight ninety nine. You're probably right. You're probably right. Eight ninety nine if you're lucky. <laughs> this book better be damn good for eight ninety nine. I don't oh know. God, God's was fine and it was ten bucks. So Mm-mm. I did not like that. I did not like that. Uh all right. Let's 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 get into the draft. Not the draft, I'm sorry. I'm going to say a draft. Not the, not the, the wheel of Whoa. games. Let's spin the wheel of games. Yes. The wheel. The wheel. We've got fun games on tap. You guys hit our likes goal. Let's have a good time. Let's let's play a game. Tyler's going to spin the wheel and uh let's see where it lands. All right, let's see what we got. I can't even see it. Can't either. There it is. Now I see it. We got some stuff we haven't even played yet. I know. We got, we got Be the Editor, though. Oh. so We've done that one. We have. We have. All right. Be the Editor. Oh, so playing? Oh, okay. Great. So this is a game where, in this case, the three of us are going to be tasked with a, with a, with a, with a prompt. We're going to have to put a team together. Um, we can pick whoever we want, you know, and, uh, whoever creates the best team for the task, creative team for the task, according to the audience, wins the game. Here we go. Assemble a team of creators to adapt a cartoon into a comic book. The com, the car, the, the cartoon can be anything. It doesn't have to be. I'd rather it wasn't a superhero show, but you can do whatever you want, and the audience will judge, you know, the quality of your arrangement. I got mine off the top. Go right ahead. I want James Ten Tanyan, who really interesting announcement by him. Check his check, check the check his Twitter out. Real interesting stuff there. Um, I want him writing. I want Michael Walsh on art. So we're going a little spooky, and what could be spookier? Mm-hmm. Then Scooby Doo, oh. doing doing a series Man. of of one and done issues of Scooby Doo, 
that are yeah, a little bit a little bit you know mystery delving into horror a little more deeply uh that that's what i would want hmm. Very I hate scooby-doo you we hate scooby-doo Intel scooby-doo yeah it's boring fuck off with this whoa whoa wow. whoa scrappy doo whoa, whoa, whoa sean <laughs> yeah you, just... you don't like scrappy <laughs> What are you gonna say? No one likes Scrappy. I grew up on Scrappy. So did I. I'm I a Scoop, Scrappy. I'm a Scooby Dumb fan. Velma? None of them, man. Don't like it. Yo, the it's Batman all... team ups. Wow. It's all it's all the same to me. That's what I'm saying. We do a little something different, you know? But it won't be. I, I like the idea, Tyler. I'm with Thank that. you, I Sean. That. <laughs> um, have fun. So I have an idea in a similar vein. I am choosing the creative team to be Mark Russell. And I'm going to go with a collaborator of Mark Russell, Steve Pugh. And I want to see their take on the Jetsons. Ooh. It's funny. I think I that thinking, could be fun. There was a Jetsons Jetson. comic. Who did oh, that? Oh, was one? there? I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know if it was Mark Russell, was, but there was, it was one in that, that. Hanna Barbera. I mean, if it was Mark business. Russell, then I'll I'll do another one, but that I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't know that. But that's what I would want to see. I feel like Mark Russell would have something interesting to say about the Jetsons and the fact that the future yeah. that we saw in the Jetsons TV show is not the future. Like, that didn't come to pass. Some kind of interesting reflection on that. I feel like the comic is a, uh, or maybe I'm confusing it with their episode of uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. But I feel like the the comic that Tyler's talking about was like a commentary on capitalism and how yeah. it didn't happen. It wasn't by Mark Russell, I can tell you that much. But it was in that same uh, launch of comics. Okay. Um, it was yeah, uh, Palmiotti. It was Palmiotti. Okay, I'll uh, I'll say mine, but um, I want to shout out Almonds first because it's so fucking weird. Uh, Garth Ennis and Amanda Connor on a gritty adaptation of Adventure Time. Why? <laughs> there is no world where a gritty Adventure Time could possibly exist. That's so weird. I've never seen Adventure Time, but I like that. That's funny. That's different. Oh, you're missing out. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, it's probably not for me, realistically. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so I'm starting with my artist, and I'm wondering if maybe I'm going to make this a, a – uh, oh nope, never mind. Got it. Uh, so my writer, Jonathan Hickman. My artist, Doc Shaner. Johnny Quest. Doc oh. Shaner did Johnny Quest. Yeah, yeah, pretty good comic. Yeah, he did a Herculoids comic too. It was pretty good. Do you have a pitch? Mm, no. Because I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't. It didn't blow my mind until I had came up with Jonathan Hickman. Uh, now, do you keep Haji in it? 
Yes. I think yeah, so, I but we could make him, you know, we could we could dial down the racism, I think. <laughs> Who can we get? Yeah, we can we can we can make that work. We can make that work. I I like it. I like Johnny Quest. I was a fan of that. Yeah. I love Johnny Quest. I have another one that can I say that's not relevant to the poll? We'll just consider it outside of it. Uh, sure. I want Sophie Campbell on art, Leigh Williams writing a Josie in the Pussycats book. That, not bad. that would be fucking good. Just yeah, wild tour shenanigans. Yeah. Yo, yeah, that would be, that would be great. Yeah. And also, Leah Williams, great follow. Yeah. Great follow. Uh, Power Girl, you guys, you guys follow. reading Power Girl? No. Uh, I was. It's on my list. I have to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it good? Oh, right. None of us have read it. Chad, is it good? Power. No, we, we we started it and <laughs> we liked it. Yeah. It's just there was just too much stuff that, to read. So. Oh, well, the one shot. So the one shots we read and then there's more after that. I don't even know. There's a whole series. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing a whole series. We we did like two epi- two issues of yeah. <laughs> the actual series. I couldn't have been here. We did. We did one one shot. <laughs> It yeah. might have been during when Sean was away for a bit. I suppose I could be, yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. All right, Ooh, well. Vengeance, this is a great one. Jeff Johns on Ben 10. You're pigeonholing that dude with green stuff. <laughs> Dan says, Jonathan Hickman's the Smurfs. Dude, I was initially going to go with the Smurfs. I fucking love the Smurfs. Hickman on the Smurfs? What the I think hell? Hickman would be better on the That'd Snorks, be to be honest. On what? The Snorks. The Snorks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ah, dude. This is my era. Well, not really, but uh, C.W. Gordon says Tom King's BoJack Horseman. Oh, I've never seen that. Ooh. That would be the most depressing comic book on the planet. How about uh, Brubaker and Phillips on Ed, Ed, and Eddie? It's just cul-de-sac related mysteries and noir. <laughs> what? Plank was burned, and now we need to get to the, to the bottom of it. <laughs> Would be fucked up. Oh can my we god! Get, can we get Tinian, Tinian, Tinian? Sorry, and Scotty Young on a Courage the Cowardly Dog. Comic? That was on my list too. Oh, yeah. I've got a uh, uh, Tinian. How do you say his name? Tinian. Is it Tinian? It. I thought it was Tinian, and then people were saying Tinian, and then I see in this most recent release that Tiny Onion is a play on a mispronunciation of his name. So I don't know what to say. So let's get Tiny Onion <laughs> as a whole on a uh, uh, I forgot what it what it's called the Banana Splits. There was um a really good Banana Splits meets the Suicide Squad one shot. Why? Um, it was drawn by oh man, who did? Okay, I gotta look this up. It was gorgeous. That's so random. Yeah, let's get that. Let's get that as like a better Five Nights at Freddy's. It was a uh, Ben. Whoa, whoa, ben whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Ooh, I'm just saying the banana splits could do it better. I don't disagree. Um, ben Caldwell drew that issue. <laughs> so if you're familiar with Ben Caldwell's art, um, it is gorgeous. Harris says Freakazoid by Fabian oh. Nicesa and Paul Dini. That's Man, cool. I love Freakazoid. Freakazoid is awesome. Back Who's drawing it then? Fabian, right? Great question. No, he's a writer. He's a writer. So is Paul Dini. Well, why did I think he does both? Are you thinking of Bruce Tim? Hmm. Maybe, maybe he's Bruce Tim. Yeah. 
Um, Archie meets the Punisher. Whoa, yeah. and Dan and Amin both said at the same time. That's hilarious. That that's exists. real. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Well, this is not a comic or not a not a, a show, but Punisher and Eminem crossed over too. Venom, Venom. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. Um, I feel like they should do more cartoon comic adaptations. Those Hanna Barbera books were so damn good. They did a good job with that whole they thing. They did. Yeah. So, the next time that we will be live with you is this Thursday for Pals Pulls. Make sure you vote in the listener pick poll. Uh, it is it is going well right now. Um, I'm going to pull it up here real quick so we can we can talk about that. Chat, who do you think had the best? I mean... We pitched so many things. You probably are lost in that. But whose pitch did you like the best? Um, as I got, as I go ahead, we've got uh, Incredible Hulk still at the top. Uh, Incredible Hulk number nine at forty one percent, followed by uh, Gods uh, number five at twenty three percent. Highly contested, actually, with John Constantine Hellblazer number two at twenty two percent. And then dead last is Cobra Commander number two at 14% on the poll for this week. Yeah, so I voted for Incredible Hulk. I also for obvious voted, reasons. voted for Incredible Hulk. It's I, probably going to win. Go ahead. I haven't voted yet, so. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I know there was some loose attempt at a movement for John Constantine. But no way. Not no this week. No way. No. The Hulk. Well, now I have my vote. I'm voting for Constantine. Go ahead. You already said you were on Thursday. You're the one that started the campaign. Oh, whoops. Do it, coward. Oh, yeah. I said my uh, Constantine needs to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a pun. Okay, yeah. Right. Um. So, yeah. Go vote. Get your vote on. I want to see those numbers up. Um. We will be... Back Thursday with Pals Pulls, and then next Saturday at 10.15 with Sal from Comic Pop joining the show. We're going to have a really good conversation about the state of comic book YouTube, comics in general, uh, all that kind of jazz. I have a lot of questions for him, so it should be a great time. Uh, patrons, thank you so much. Patreon.com slash the Comics Pals if you want to support us. We appreciate everybody that does. Channel members, hope you guys are enjoying your exclusive uh, early access to our videos your uh your pals heads and everything else we'll have more to come on that front as well thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today enjoy your weekend have a great weekend whenever day you're listening to this have a great day thank you so much we'll see you in the next one take care guys see you next week